Welcome back to the RCAD. This is the bonus episode for um, Chris's love child. So yeah, exactly. if you totally if you, add one. we need to start. He didn't want to admit it. He didn't want to admit it. Start. I understand. Well, he yeah. said it off air, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He pretty much admitted to it. So we got to start a GoFundMe for Chris and his I, love I child. Think so. I think so. It's the only understandable thing to do. I mean, the I, the irony though, the irony though, is that he recognized his child because they were wearing the same blue jeans as he. Was. <laughs> Stonewashed, slightly faded, with a hole well, in the left. The thing hand. is that I, I think the kid was wearing a Yankees hat, you mm. know, and, and Boston had the other B on, obviously, and was like, "That's not my kid." You know, he's like, "No, right. no, we've got the DNA to prove it." I don't give a shit what it says. He's not my kid. Yeah. You're wearing that Yankee hat. Fuck off. Yeah. It's really sad. It's really sad. Yeah. I mean, so. another another fatherless child out there. You know, and you know. Sadly, he doesn't have the balls to join us on the bonus episode to defend himself. But you know, no, he, hey. he, he is just a guest host. Mm. <laughs> what? He did, did show up today. I did love how last week he got all defensive. He's like, "What do you mean?" Sometimes, like, <laughs> I was, I was this. Okay, so to let the listeners in on something, yeah. you know, we we do have a little text chat, you know, where we we kind of let each other know, and and I had put this out like a couple of days ago, like, hey, you know, we're on for Wednesday. You know, of course, Nick and Jack, you know, thumbs up, thumbs up. Chris, an hour before we record. Hey, guys, I can. I'm sorry for being so late, but I can join you guys tonight. I'm down. Oh, I didn't know. Thanks, I didn't know that Chris, he, I, for the thought. Yeah. I didn't know that he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed he did. Yeah. I, I so badly. I, I held back. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because I'm a nicer guy than he is. But I wanted to just like tweet or like text <laughs> a right. gif of just like. Oh, whew, we were really worried about you, buddy. You yeah, have, I, I saw that squirrel thing, and I said, oh, "That's Matt right there." I got it. I got to uh, the, the squirrel hanging on the telephone wire. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I kept, I kept thinking of like different Jedi jokes, but um, yeah, I, I assumed it that I mean, for everyone out there, who's the Chris senator? I sent, I sent, I sent it. I assumed that it, so it was a, it was a, a video of a squirrel on a, a single phase line, uh, electrical line. Uh, dangling, and I assume it probably bit into the line and got stuck or something. But hmm. I don't know. I, he was having, he was struggling. Yeah, he was. That's and, and Matt was under there with a net with a hole in it. <laughs> Go ahead, jump. Yeah. We jump. got you. We got you, buddy. I got you. Guys, I'll take a, I'll take you to another city. <laughs> I was watching a video earlier. Uh, a woman found seven skunks in her hot tub. And they couldn't get out because it's slick, you know. And oh. it's like, what do you do? What do you do in that situation, you know? And so she put on Very basically weird. like a yeah. She, she basically put on like a, a head to toe. Was uh, there water? Suit, was there, you know, was there, no, was no water? water. It was just an oh, empty no hot tub. Oh, so I guess they were, that's that's what you do is you turn the water on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, she put uh, the she cover put, on. She she, put, yeah. she covered herself in plastic, you know, and it just got sprayed over and over again. You're just like, oh my god. You just you just tell the skunks. Have you seen the Titanic? Yeah, for real. There you go. Oh my gosh. Um, speaking of squirrels, though, and um, and you know, usually our bonus episode is not the family friendly uh, portion, but um, we watched with my kids uh, the movie Flora and Ulysses, which is on Disney Plus. It's, um, it's advertised at the top there. Is, oh, is okay. it is about is about is Grant it where, he, where he tears up it the is, south? It is. It is a new. No, it has nothing to do with that. It is a. It is a newer movie. Total Greek, Greek it's story. A, it's a total like in the vein of old school Disney family movies. This is like really it. It has like Huck a, Finn and all those stuff. No, I, bear with me now, so I can Apple just finish. My, I mean, you let you let Chris talk. Well, because I'm sleeping halfway through his. He, took, his story. He, he let off with a sad story, though. You can't really shit on a sad story. No, you can't. Oh. I, come on, I, I had to. I, I'm glad I asked him. I didn't want to be oh, like you. You, you, you. Because trust me, I, okay. I, I wanted to definitely. There were some some things that definitely popped in there that I was like, I could totally make this funny right now, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just glad I'm glad Matt popped in instead of us. So uh, go ahead, Matt. Tell oh, I'm, I'm bulletproof. I've got like titanium in my shoulder now. <laughs> I, I, it just like bounces right off of me. You know, it's like that is true. Um, so anyway, uh, Flora and Ulysses. Uh, for anybody that's this one uh, show to watch with their kids, both both my 13 year old, soon to be 14 year old daughter. And my 10-year-old son laughing hysterically. It's basically about a 10-year-old girl who befriends a squirrel who has superhero powers. It's based off of an of a Marvel comic. It has a lot of different references in it. 
And it, and the cast is filled with just tons of different people that you've seen from How I Met Your Mother, uh, is it Community, a or, or is it or no, no, it's a, it's a live action, but it's it's got um, it's got a lot of different actors from different TV shows. So it's got uh, it's got the one of the guys from Parks and Rec is in it. He kind of plays a, a kind of more of a like a side character that pops up from time to time. It's got Abed from Community. Um, I can't remember her name um, or who she plays on on How I Met Your Mother, but she's in it. Um, she's basically the girl from American Pie that uh, went oh, that, to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Redhead. Red yes, um, I'm, and I, I apologize for not remembering her name. Um, but it also has um, she's, she's she's not listening. <laughs> if you no. are, um, and then also um, uh, SNL, it's got um, um, Dominic. Uh, no, who who is he from SNL? Can you say Dominic Monaghan? No, no, that's what I was going like, for, but I, I I can't remember his name now. It's it's escaping me. Um, These are all patrons. Allison Hannigan. Allison Allison what? Hannigan. Hannigan. Matt, yes. Matt yes. Who's, who's oh well, of course Matt Triest is is there. So he, Matt Matt Triest is like much smarter than I am. I I, I hope that it's because he's he's, he's a smarter Matt. He is. <laughs> Come on, Matt. You just take over hosting and they can shit all over your stories. <laughs> no, we it, was a, it was a cute movie. I think it's worth a watch. Would my uh, gra- would my grandkids like it? I They might be a little too young for it. They might not just like kind of go along for it. It definitely was like one of those like, okay, we're, we're sitting down to watch it with popcorn. You know, it's not like more of like put it on the background. I don't think that they'll, they'll, they'll dig it. But uh, it's got some really funny moments with a squirrel. And a uh, ugly computer animated cat, but it's still hilarious. And my kids laughed like they laughed a lot through it. And my no, wife and I nope. we were like, we had a couple chuckles, but we were definitely kind of we were more watching it for the actors. Well, if, the, if the kids if the kids are liking it, then that's because my, my grand my grandkids will watch you know, Coco Melon. They'll watch nonstop. Oh, yeah. but. Uh, I at least enjoyed this because it was a little bit smarter than Coco Melon. And even though the plot is a little bit predictable and family, everything, everything, everything is smarter than Coco Melon. It's, um, I don't know. I, I, I give it at least two thumbs up in the family, family fun you know, hmm. scale. So because I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I, I sat down, I said, Hey, Herbie the love bug. I remember watching this as a kid mm-hmm. and they watched about 20 minutes of it. And then they got bored and got up and left. So it didn't hold up. Well, cause Dean Jones was such a dick. Ah. You know, he's like being such a dick. Oh, my race. Anyway, <laughs> I watched uh, Coming to America too. Yeah, I, I, and I, you know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say don't watch it for people out there, but you know, just take it with a very large grain of salt. You know that it's it's not if, if it's if it's if it's too salty, I don't like it. <laughs> well, it's just to me like the plot was really thin. Um, the jokes are stale, you know, like the, the, the characters, which you watch it for is the nostalgia, but the characters have not grown in 33 years. They're all the same and kind of repeating the same thing. So you're like, there's nothing really to go with. I felt, you know, like when you're telling the same joke, but a worse version of it, Bobby Moynihan, that makes, yeah. Or yeah. Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, like all three of Ben Schwartz, Bobby Monahan, um, and um, Danny Pudi, all play uh, voices for the Ducktales, as well yeah. as, oh. um, yeah, uh, that's right, as well as uh, Kate. And I'm gonna, and I'm Did not you? even good. Yes, exactly. She plays Webby, and she's in it as well. Yeah. Um, and so I met her. I met her. I met her several times. She's actually really nice. Who's she that? seems like a really like down down to earth like nice nice person. So she's, she's so little. That's what's crazy. Is that like um she's she, she's an artist actually. I'll show them to you sometime, Matt. I've got a couple of her paintings. Um, uh, who she, are you uh, flipping off, Jack? I did, I said who is it? Oh, who, who is that? I, I don't know who that is. Kate Medici. She, she was on Scrub. She was a little ukulele girl. Um, she's always oh, had, okay. Little, I know. Okay. I yeah, know her, yeah, little Italian girl. Like, I mean, yeah. but she's probably five foot three, you know, five foot two. She's, she's been in she, tons of things. She probably weighs 98 pounds. I mean, she's yeah. just this little rail of a person, you know, but she's just sweet as can be, really animated, you know. Um, and my, my good friend, Bobby Monahan. There you go. I, I, I don't, I think I was thinking of Loss, so that's why I went to Dominic Monahan. Well, he's, a, he's obviously a huge fan of Loss. So. Yeah, I know. And, and it's funny, too, because he runs a comic book store in the movie. 
And uh, there's a couple like deep references, like his t-shirts that he wears, like one, he's wearing a Kylo Ren t-shirt <laughs> and two, he's wearing a t-shirt that I think I, I was reading some trivia about it, but anyway, worth checking out it, again, if you have some kids that want to watch it and you're just watching it for, for the uh, adult humor, you know? So anyway, um, you were saying I'm though about um, coming to America too, and how you were a little bit disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it's just because, you know, I, I, I'm glad that Eddie has come back because he basically took like a six-year hiatus when he won the Razzies for like worst actor of the decade. Oh. And he, uh, I just felt that this really needed a lot more either guest writers or he needed some help with it because it's, 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 just, it's just not there. It just did not work for me. I mean, some people will probably disagree and say I thought it was funny, and that's fine. I just, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen anybody who said it was good. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I, I there's just, there's just too many things with it that just weren't. I mean, there's, the, I didn't outright, out loud laugh one time. The best, he, that, you know, the best things about it really are, um, Wesley Snipes, his character nails it. Oh, he got a job. Yeah, Wesley Snipes does a good job of what his role is. He is like you remember the beginning of Coming to America, the first woman Eddie's supposed to marry, you know, makes her bark like a dog and all that. Yeah. Well, Wesley Snipes is her brother, who is the dictator of the country next to uh, Zoom, <laughs> Zoom, you know. So he's out there saying like, you know, uh, yeah. So he's out there, you know, like you know, you insulted my sister, so now you know your child, your children are going to marry my children and all this. So it makes sense from that point of view. And then the other good part uh, that I thought was funny was the uh, the announcer guy from the first one who sings, you know, she's your queen to oh. you know, he, he, in this one raps and that scene is good. Cause you don't expect that to come out at all. You know, he's just like, you know, and he's like, he's like, Whoa, but the rest of the film to me, was just not rewarding in any how, way. How did how, Eddie Murphy at one point was the funniest person in the world? Cocaine Literally, held the drill. The, well, he was, literally the, <laughs> he was literally the funniest person in the world. I mean, I would probably say my favorite comedian of all time is probably Steve Martin. But Eddie Murphy was just, he was gold. I mean, he was literally gold, and and now he just can't be funny anymore. I, uh, well, you know, he had a solid decade. I think that's what most people are. You have a solid decade of when you're relevant, and then you change. The same as Adam Sandler or everybody else. Like, once you have kids or you get married. Yeah, I mean, comedy yeah. is comedy is a different thing. I mean, you know, uh, if you, you look back 10 years ago, I was way funnier. Yeah. I mean, you look, you look, look at casting. Okay. That makes sense now. I mean, look at even Will Ferrell. I mean, Will Ferrell had a good right. run there where he was hilarious, right. but now he's just a stereotype of himself now. And it's like, because well, he's, because he got one, he got one dimensional, but Eddie Murphy yeah. was doing, he was doing dramedies where he, you know, he, 48 hours and, and uh, Beverly Harlem Nights. Yeah. yeah. Harlem Har- Nights was even good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Was, no, Harlem Nights was, yeah. And the, the one he did I with, uh, yeah. That's a, the one he did with, um, um, Steve Martin, where he's uh, was it? Bowfinger. Yeah. Like, of course, yeah. you know, tr- trading that, that places came, that came and, and that's like 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Bowfinger came a little later, but I, I, I like even daddy daycare can be good. Daddy times, daycare. You know, um, I think oh, that's also the scene where he goes in the bathroom. Oh God. Yeah. I think what's, was was also <laughs> difficult too for, for any comedian is, is you, you create a brand. And how yeah. do you how do you step out of that brand? How do you recreate that brand? I mean, even even Steve Martin at some point he kind of hangs up his his stand up act and he hangs up like that wild and crazy guy hat, right? And he, and he, and he does get more serious with you know um, uh, the L A story, which I liked, yeah. Um, but you know it it does it does swing. Well, even Father of the Bride is is a comedy, but it has drama and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, and and there's just I think there's just certain comedians that like like you were mentioning Will Ferrell, like they they've created a brand of who they are and it's like okay as a comedian like the next one that you take the next movie you take it either has to hit or it's going to miss and and then you're going to you're going to be set back but you you look at guys like george carlin um richard Pryor, they never stopped being funny but they they, but carlin never was a movie guy though no he wasn't you know he was in he was in car wash yeah yeah but he wasn't like i mean he didn't make his brand on movies i know know that Eddie murphy did say he's going to go back into uh to stand up yeah which maybe is what we need because he he, i don't know if it's just because he's not as edgy anymore 
But the first, like Matt, uh, Matt Tree said, the first coming to America was amazing. It's amazing. It's great. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. I mean, it's it's so goddamn funny. But uh, let me out of your goddamn mind. Yeah, and it has Sam. It has Samuel Jackson, who's in yeah. you know everything. It you know under the sun. But no, I, I just like I said, it just I used to be when you know when I was younger. Oh, Eddie Murphy's got a movie coming out. Eddie Murphy's got a special coming out. He he's got a record coming out. And now it's like okay, Eddie Murphy's doing something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I almost I, feel I almost feel bad. Like I, I would, like I, like I would, I would let, even I, say, I would even say like some of the SNL characters, uh, or SNL characters, some of the SNL act, actors, you know, as they as they jump out of SNL, they either they either really hit it with some movies, and then and then they have basically a shelf life where where they can kind of really capture that comedic, you know, timing and and just kind yeah. of like some of that energy. But you know they they too themselves are are kind of right. kind of have a time limit. I mean, well, you, you know, know I, Mike My, Mike Myers was was big. I guess. Was oh big yeah, Mike Myers and, for sure. And he just said, "Well, he's also one of the worst people to work with too." He's that's that's difficult. what people say. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like one of my favorite people ever on SNL is Dana Carvey, but mm-hmm. Dana Carvey does not was not a writer. He was a great impersonator of other people. You know, uh, he's a good character person, but he's just not. He he never got successful past SNL. Like that's pretty much all he's got. He was in a few movies, but they all bombed. You know, like he just well, not Wayne's World, but yeah, he was but in that, movies by himself, yeah, but yeah, by himself. But like, but even Wayne's World, Mike Myers did not want Garth yeah. in the movie. Right. You know, uh, Dana Carvey had to quit in order for Mike Myers to rewrite the script to put Garth more into the film. Uh, and, which, which and, and I would, stupid. I would. So I was just going to say, like, you know, somebody like like Kristen Wiig you know, mm-hmm. who has come out as, as being a really strong comedic actress who's been in some really funny movies of the last decade. I would say that, you know, even with Wonder Woman, it's just like, okay, she's stepping out of that normal comedic role and she's, she's kind of enter, entering into a danger zone of like, will she, will she sink or swim moving through the next decade? As well, far if, as, like, you want, if you want to look at it, Tom Hanks made, I think the biggest swing. Oh my Tom, gosh! Tom, yeah. Tom Hank, he was in he was in Family Ties, of course, Bosom Buddies, right? And he did all those comedies, back, 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 back. And all of a sudden, he came out with was it Philadelphia? And I'm like going Philadelphia. Then he's, he what, changed. I said, yeah. I said, what is it serious? And then even go, I would say even, I would say even Punchline, even though Punchline was a yeah was, with, a, was uh, a movie Field, about right? comedy, it actually is more of a drama. Than anything, because not, peop- not a lot of people. Not a lot of people saw Punchline, though. It was the- no, but apparently I did. I saw it. Yeah, I didn't see Princess Bride, but I saw. Uh, I know. Seriously, dude, how could you? Well, not when, see when I got to the P's, it said Punchline. I go, it's got Tom Hanks. I got to watch it. <laughs> and yet, and and yet, you you skipped over Princess Bride in the P's. You're in the pre P section. You're like, is, is Tom Hanks in that? No, but Fred Savage. I've been a huge Tom Hanks fan since Bosom Buddies. Just a huge Tom Hanks fan. I know. You've and, always and wanted that's a, to see that's his a, bosoms. Yeah, I did. Sunday, 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 Sunday. But he's, he's, uh, he, but he's had staying power. I mean, he's just one of those guys. I mean, now he makes movies that are just like, a, you know. But yeah, that's I mean, part of getting older, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, he's, yeah. He's, he navigated his brand as far as an actor and, and the roles that he took, you know, I mean, it's, but it's difficult, you know, I think, especially for comedians and and he straddled that fence, you know, because I, I would say that he was never fully a stand-up comedian, like somebody like George Carlin, that was just like in the trenches right. for years, you know, so uh, writing yeah, I, material. No, no comedy is hard. I, I think like you guys said, um, a lot of the comedy is from experience. I mean, you have to experience you. It's like you go out and you see somebody and it, 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 you know, clicks. If, if you're staying at home, mm-hmm. where, where's your growth? I mean, you just right. don't have the, uh, right. You know. That That's, that's like, you look, uh, the, just going to George Carlin, like, uh, and then I'll get into some other comedy comedians. Like George Carlin was very much of the time he was living in. He just saw the world as he saw it and then talked about it, which is what comedians do. Because if you can relate, right. if you can relate what's happening around you in a sentence to make people laugh, then you're a good comedian. But you you look at the opening episode of SNL with George Carlin, most of those jokes today bomb. Like they're not funny because we can't relate to that time mm, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, whereas in like, you look at like, cause I was thinking of more Southern comedians. Cause that's what I could listen to. You look at like Jeff Foxworthy who did though. You might be a redneck if stuff, all that stuff is dated. It's not even funny. I mean, it can be funny, but sure. it's, it's very much of its time. Whereas in the other guy, uh, Ron white, who was also part of the blue collar comedy tour, everything he did was story oriented of like, I got thrown out of a bar 
or my mm. kid did this. It's the mm -hmm. it's stories that people can put themselves in that situation. And that's what makes it timeless because it doesn't matter. Everyone's been that person. So it's like that's a difference between comedy styles. Well, catchphrase versus versus story, you mm -hmm. know, catchphrase versus experience. And someone that like has nurtured experience and just like ran with it. And I would say like has just like grown as a comedian would be Larry David. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. somebody somebody who's like been a writer behind the scenes and and also a comedian of his own right. But like, I mean, I well, can't believe I can't believe that they're still doing Curb. You're yeah, thinking, you're, what what makes his well, he takes so, he takes a lot of time off now between the seasons. But but, but, but hey, but, but if that I, means it's but, a better season, I'm all for it. Oh yeah. But he's he's willing to not be politically correct. Yeah. His Curb enthusiasm is not politically correct, and and that's what makes it funny because he's willing to tackle things that. I mean, he, there's no, there's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no, um, nothing sacred. Nothing. Yeah. He just, uh, he if it's funny, he, it, yeah. he, he, he's gonna, he's gonna say, it, and that, that's what makes Kirby enthusiasm. So funny. I mean, just cause you sit there and go, Oh my God, I can't believe they're doing that. Well, it's Larry David and he's but, just gonna, but it's he's also just gonna, smart. It's a smart comedy. Yeah, you know, it's it, very, it's be, very smart comedy. And a lot be, of it's at, and a lot of it's ad lib. So, mm -hmm. right. So. Yeah. Um, well, good stuff there, though, guys. <laughs> I like that. So yeah, i i've I've been I've been trying to watch TV shows at night, and and I've been falling asleep. Like I can't make it past ten thirty. I've fallen into this like old man trap of like I put something <laughs> on. Well, you've been I'm through out. a lot. You've been through a lot. I well, I keep telling myself the that drugs. it's just my body healing. Yeah, <laughs> the, drugs. Just, the drugs. If <laughs> if only I was on drugs. Um, I, I still have some pain meds and, and I'm like, no, I just don't want to go there. If you, if you don't need them, don't take them. Not only that, but it like messes with your shit. <laughs> like literally makes you constipated. Oh, that, yep. yeah. 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 My, my mom's been on them for, she had two major back operations back when she was like 43 and they didn't do it right. And she's been, so they subscribe, you know, prescribed with the, the mm -hmm. drug of choice back then. And she says, now she goes, I literally have to go to rehab. But I've been telling her, I said, why don't you, I go, it's legal in California. Get the edibles. Go get this out of your system. Because mm -hmm. she says, I'm constipated all the time. I'm this. I'm in pain. I said, get off these damn, you know, these yeah. drugs and do the, I go, she, I go, because she's not a big marriage. She's not a marijuana person. But I go, neither am I. But I go, it, but it, it's better than the goddamn well, not only it's just a stigma. I mean, it's such a stigma with marijuana. It's just like, it, I, I will tell you this. My body has never psyched me out into thinking that I'm in pain when I'm not in pain because I'm going off of a drug. Marijuana has never done that to me. Marijuana has never given me cold chills because I've decided like, you know what? I'm not going to take you. Hmm. Marijuana has never done that to me. You know. Like I said, I I had my best sleep when we were in California, and I got the sleeping marijuana things. I mean, my my like I said, we were sleeping on my mom's futon. It's like thirty years old, and you could literally fill every pipe and you know every, every you can fill anything underneath the mattress. Right. And I we got those things. I slept. I mean, I haven't slept. I don't. I, I sleep like two three hours at a time. I get up and all that crap. I slept like eight hours straight. It was like, oh wow, shit. Did I miss a whole day? Because it, it just it just relaxes you to the point. But yet here in, in North Carolina, because uh, Virginia just passed it. Yes. I go, I go, fuck, we're only like 40 minutes away from Virginia or like right. 50 minutes away from Virginia. Oh, but it's 2024. I go, what the fuck? My wife's going to go, well, it takes time to set up. I go, how long does it take to set up a fucking store when you have computer? It, it shouldn't only take. Okay, yeah, I'll give yeah, you a twenty twenty four is like a really long way out. It's I mean, a long, like, it's a, I could be dead by then. They got to make sure they're get Don't their tax that. money, man. We got. Well, you're not getting any tax money. That's the problem. If you're no. not open. Yeah, but I'm saying like you know before they can set up the store, they got to make sure they got the uh, system figured out. Il Il Illinois worked a lot faster than that once they gave the green light. Yeah, I I don't because it's the first southern state to approve it. I guess. Yeah, Virginia's not really the southern anymore. Well, it's, it's it's not considered it's, to be southern, other than like well, a little little handle well, there. I, well, you know. I know you rednecks, but anyway, it's it's <laughs> it's so it's so close, and I'm like going, I go, I go, fuck, I go. By the time North Carolina does it, it's gonna be like 2030. I mean, I'm gonna be like 90 years old. Yeah, it'll be a while for North Carolina. It'll be before the Deep South does it. 
it'll be a long time. Oh man, these these Bible Belt thumpers just need to get over their shit. Because like seriously, like like they they've opened up an opioid recovery center here in my own city. We're a small city, a suburb of Indianapolis, and I'm like, okay, this is a problem. Like you, you guys are on like opioids. I was like, no, I don't want to be on this shit. That's what I was prescribed. I was prescribed a what would have been you, know, you, you can you can you can sell those pills for something. oh yeah i know i could you need to be getting high on jesus matt <laughs> <laughs> well if 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 jesus would help jack sleep better through the night i'm sure he would be doing more no because jesus is then saying all night long saying you that that was a sin that was a sin that was a sin. so he's in my head the whole fucking night like, give me a break why, why aren't you doing this when i'm awake Jesus Christ! I'm again. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm sorry. I, you I know what? My favorite favorite line. I've been watching a lot of Blackish lately, and mm-hmm. I like it when they they say, uh, "Sweet Black Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's, that's, so, that's the mom, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the mom. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, just, just speaking of waking up from from dreams like that. I don't know if you guys have reoccurring dreams throughout your life, but the one that oh, yeah. I one that I constant not constantly, probably about twice a month I have is high school football practice. Weird. Because you did it so much uh, of just every day going to this same routine of like you know, all your warm up exercises, hitting all your drills, like coaches yelling at you, that they're just ingrained into my brain. And I'll have these dreams that I'm back in high school football practice mm. and and everyone's faces, you know, from being 16, 17, 18 years old will still be the same. I'll remember it just in detail and I'll wake up thinking, fuck, I should have done that better. I'm like, Oh wait a minute! I'm forty. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's just—it's so weird how real they can be. Well, my 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 wife—I was telling her about a couple months ago. I said I remember every bat, every wrong thing I've done. Like mm. in sports, I can remember every mistake I ever made. Like a strikeout, she goes, "How?" I go, "I just remember it." Yeah. I go, "Yeah, I could have done this. I could, like you said, I could have done this. Oh, I should have stepped into the throw. Could have done this. Could have done that. Could have." I just, she goes, "Why?" I go, "I don't know why, but it." it it's just, it's just like it, it's like a computer. Like, click. That was a mistake. Click. That was a mistake. I, I will tell you. I will tell you. As an artist, what's great is is that it's that it's on the canvas. It's on the drawing. And unless I'm looking at it, I don't know that I made the mistake. <laughs> now, if I look at it, I'm like, oh fuck, that's wrong. I need to fix this. So if I'm not looking at it, I don't remember it. Mm. But to to your point, Nick, it was re- it was really weird. You know, like the couple days leading up to me getting the uh, the vaccination shot. Um, that I that I did get, I had these two nightmares like back to back, like one night and then the next night, where I was like in a crowded space, lots of people, not wearing masks, like I'm I'm kind of like all claustrophobic. I haven't had something like that throughout the entire pandemic. I could I could care less. I'm an isolationist. I like being alone, you know. So it was more of just like I just don't like being in crowds, and so having those those crowd uh, crowded dreams was was not fun. I've so. had I've I've had the uh, this dream probably since I started driving with Zamboni that I'm driving and I can't turn the Zamboni. It's going straight towards the wall where people right. are there. I'm like, uh, I can see that. Move, yeah, move. Yeah. And I I haven't been on a Zamboni in what, four years. I have mm. that dream like once a month. And I wake up going, <gasps> yeah. Question question, uh, Jack. Uh, related, you know, this is deep, <laughs> you know, this, this goes back a long ways in podcasting history. Are you naked in the dream on the Zamboni? I am. Not, I, I am not naked because that was oh, okay. Jay, Jay and I were the only ones in there. Okay, <laughs> at the time, even though some people said they were going to sneak up and, and watch from above, but they right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, before. it's cold in there, you know. So yeah, it's, emba- it's, it's embarrassing. It's like you know, I was you know that was part of the the catch line too. It's like <laughs> it's cold. It's not my fault. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. Now that, hey, that, at was, least... that was your survivor video, right? Your yeah, they, they probably. Yeah. I should have done. I uh, the biggest mistake I did with that one is I didn't put that and I put that at the end, oh. and not the beginning. So he's like, you know, they didn't watch the whole damn thing. Oh yeah, yeah. and at least you didn't put the tip against a, a flagpole or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was really disturbing. Uh, <laughs> I had this reoccurring dream when I was a child for a really long time, it's really actually kind of freaky um, because it was always the same dream. I was always in the same room. It was the bedroom I grew up in and I would be laying in the bed and there would be this, this leprechaun, (laughs) like 
it was it was it was small. <laughs> well, it was a, it was a, they don't they don't play in the NBA. They're not like six foot ten. It was a small. Well, I'm I'm like a child, and, and you know I had this like when I was a kid. But there would be this there would be this small <laughs> leprechaun like figure in my window, and it would sit there, and it would talk to me, and it would say it would say these things in another like language, Daily. but I would I would hear it, and I would know what it was saying, but it was always like really disturbing shit, you know, like like I don't know where it's about to go, and. And I was kind of paralyzed in in my bed. I couldn't move. And I had this all the way up until like I I had moved states and I would still have the same was, dream. Leprechaun was falling you, man. It was it was kind of freaky. I mean, it really it really uh you know stuck me with me for a, a long time. Um and uh not really sure what that was that was all about, but um anyway. With Texas. Yeah, those Texas I, I, leprechauns, they will fuck you up, man. Why well, I, I told you I had the dream when I was a kid. I used to have it all the time. I was driving a Volkswagen bug. Someone was in the car seat next to me, and I would go off a bridge or cliff oh, all the time. Shit. And I was oh, I was watching, I, I, it's, and I think it started from watching Herbie the Love Bug, mm. which I, I mentioned Ted, the last one. I thought it was from Ted Kennedy. Could have been. Could have been Ted Kennedy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because every time after he goes, you know, he goes, he just left me in Love, I guess I was. Oh yeah, yeah. Submerged. I had, to, I, I had to sit there for nine hours until I died. Mm, but, so uh, sad. But you know, I got away with it. He got away with it, so he was happy. Um, I did want to talk about some poop. Poop. Oh uh, shit. Poop. Um, yeah. Are you shitting me? No. In our community, we have all these things around where you're walking your dog and stuff, where they have these oh, green little bags, bags with yeah. little bags, and you mm-hmm. put your dog poop in the bag, and What's funny is, you know, and, and probably most of these people claim to be environmentalists, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, they, I'm not calling people out, but most people think, you know, I'm an environmentalist. I can't tell you how many times you see bags of poop. The bag, they just take the bag of poop, they bag it and tie it up and throw it on the ground. Yeah. What? So you're walking all, you're walking all over, t- you're walking all over the thing. Cause I, I take the grandkids on walks. I go, yeah. What the hell? It's like eight bags over here, seven. I go, you're supposed to take the bag with you. That's yeah. the deal. That's yeah. the, we'll provide the bags. Now the only time I've ever the only time I've ever thrown that down was at a Trump sign. But I will I will bag up the poop and put it in actually like a dumpster or a receptacle. And you know it's it's so disrespectful to just like throw it on the ground like that. They're doing more. I I, I was like the worst part is when you wrap it up in the bag, it's going to be there for a thousand years. Yeah, just leave the poop exposed. Eventually. Nature will either dry it out and it'll turn into dust, or, we'll or another money. dog will come by and eat it up. Exactly. I go. So what the fuck? So I, I am in totally on your side on this, Jack. And I was bitching this exact same thing a year ago, middle of a year ago. So one of the real popular trails that I do, uh, a lot of people bring their dogs, and you know they're they're runners and they're running up this steep trail with their dogs. And that's what they'll do. They'll bring the bags, they'll wrap it up, and then they'll throw it on the trail, on the edge of the trail, and then run up to the top. And what they're doing is is they're, they'll pick it up on their way back down because they don't want to run with the poop bag with them. Yeah, these, these, I, these, yeah these. I, I agree with you, but that's that's what I you know, that's what people are saying. It's like, oh, they'll pick it up on the way back down. It's like, yeah, but I don't know that. For all I know, they're going to leave it here. You know, like, yeah, because because uh, like I said, I, I'll take a walk the next day, and that poop is still sitting there. I'm like, going, mm. there's that bag still sitting there. I go, what do they think? People are walking around picking up the poop bags. Just an asshole. Take the take the poop. I mean, we get we get dogs because we're at the end of the street right now until they get the construction finished. But we've always been at the end, and you know, like we used to have this neighbor had a big old lab, female lab, and you don't want a female dog peeing on your lawn because it kills the grass. I said, wow, my grass looks like the moon because it'd be, <laughs> he, he, this dog would just, it was like 110 pounds would come and relieve itself. And there'd be a, like a 12 <laughs> foot, you know, 12 inch mound. And I'll, I'll pee. It's like, I'll pee, yeah, yeah. I go, you know, my dog's pee in the back. <laughs> but, you know, eventually they move, but we got poop and stuff always. There you go. Was that any Claire? Yeah, it's an Enclair. Mm-hmm. But it, it just, it just, I, I just don't. Like I said, I'm, I'm sure if I asked most of these people, they'd be, "We got to save the environment. Ah. We got to save the environment." Well, I can save the environment, but not today. Here's the poop. 
I mean, they're everywhere. I mean, I can't be the only one. You take the poop, you take the bed, you take them both. I mean, there's, there's so many weird the there's, there's so many weird things. I'm always amazed when I go to like fast food places and they give me a styrofoam cup. I'm like, really? In 2021, you're still using styrofoam cups? What you're the right. hell? You know, well, like, Star- Starbucks one day, my wife went there and, and she likes the straw. They said, oh, well, we have these new caps. Right. I Which go, take up more I, plastic than a straw. I, I, I go, but that's more plastic. Yeah. And she's like going, well, if you really want a straw, we can give you one. <laughs> I'm like, well, why don't they just make paper straws? Now, my right. wife has, my wife here has plastic and metal straws. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just, I mean, we've had these, she's had these Disneyland straws for, for 15 years that they're plastic and they have like Mickey Mouse all the way up, but she, she uses the same straw, but she's like going, but the cap, like you said, the cap is more plastic than the straw. Uh, so yeah. I get, I get, we don't want the dolphins and, you know, cause it ruins the paper. So you're you, saying you, your, your wife likes to suck on Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you, well, you know Minnie's not doing it. Hey, grab there's, it by the ears, man. They're there's married. A lot, there's a lot of things that just irk, I think, especially people like Jack and I. You know, <laughs> he's like, you know, like, if I go to the grocery store and I buy a bag of oranges, they put it in another bag. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's already in a bag. I don't need another bag. It's a plastic. Right. It's already in a bag. And like, and they'll do it. I'm like, why? Yeah, I always say I don't need a bag for that. You sure? I go, I don't need a bag for that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, so at our at our local Kroger, it's great. They have a, a scan app now, so you can scan your your stuff as you go, and which makes it easier because you can bring in your cloth bags and you don't have to get to the like the self checkout where you're like, oh, I need help because I brought my own bags and you got to check it and you know and whenever you bring your own bags, it's always like a like a fucking nightmare. So it's right. great. Cause like, you can just like go through the store, scan your items, bag it up with all your cloth bags and, and you can cut down on some of that, um, you know, plastic basically, which is not recyclable. So, you know, the big, the big, the big farce is, is that plastic is not recyclable. So what do you do with it? And I get annoyed with like certain companies where like, like I go to Costco, I get the croissants, you know, at our local mm-hmm. Costco, you know, it's like five bucks or whatever. They give you this big, huge plastic tray. And I'm like, can I just return the plastic tray to you? Right. Hose it down, sanitize the shit out of it and reuse this. Right. I would, I would actually do that. You know, I don't even care if you give me money back, but I would just do it because I hate the fact that I have to throw it into the, the, the recycling bin, which I know in a sense is not going to get recycled because essentially they can't do anything with it. So I can, I can, I can remember going to dump with my dad and it's in the same, you know, where Top Gun was filmed actually where Miramar. Mm-hmm. And I, I go, what happens if all this fills, fills up? He goes, Oh, it'll never fill up. <laughs> but, and he was right. They're still dumping shit in that area. They're just oh, moving, so is that moving. how they filmed the Blade Runner movie? Exactly. That's exactly. But it's funny that they have, but they do have freeway now on top of it. And so it's like, Ooh, some parts where it's like caved in <laughs> because, but it's, it's, and so that's like 40, wait, when I talk about 52 years, right. the same, same, air, same, same, same spot. And they just, they just push well, it. They push it. They push it over here. They, well, what's funny about where I grew up though, because, you know, my nearest neighbor was miles from me. You know, we had, every, I just assumed people did stuff the way we did it was that, you know, there's certain things that you do have to take to the trash people, but everything else, you just dump it a certain spot of your yard and you burn it. You right. know? And that's, I mean, there's people still in my home county to this day do that. Actually, that looks like Qualcomm now because Qualcomm only has, they're building a new state. The Aztecs are built, the college team's building a stadium where the fucking Chargers used to play. Right. And, and they can't implode it because of the dust. Right. So they've, had, they've had to knock it down and there's only like one section, like maybe a whole row of seats left and it, the rest has just been torn down. Huh. But go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I thought everybody did that. Like I was, I, I probably wasn't 20 years old, you know, until I realized that you're not supposed to burn trash. I thought everybody did. That. Oh, Cause, right. Cause right. that's just, that's just what you do. Even to this day, I remember when I was home on Christmas driving and I was like, Oh, somebody's burning trash. Cause you, you can smell it. You smell the right. difference between someone burning like leaves or something versus burning trash. You're like, Oh yeah. And that, cause it's just, 
the dumps is just it's just too much of a hassle for most people if you don't live in the city. It's just like, oh, yeah. I'll just burn it. Well, I know my grandmother lived in East Berlin, Pennsylvania. That's where my dad was born and all that stuff. And I think it was like 13, 12 or 13, we went out there and I got to burn the trash. They have like mm-hmm. at the end of the, they have huge lots. And they have this big old trash can, metal trash can. It's all burnt up. But I go, I'll burn the trash. And I would burn it, burn it, burn it. So I was like 16, went back there. She goes, I saved you all this trash. I go, <laughs> all right, I'll burn it for you, Grandma. Like, it was like, it was no big deal then. It was like, ah, this yeah. kind of lost its look. You know, but I, I didn't want to fire. You know, I didn't want to say, screw you, Grandma. I'm not burning your goddamn trash. But I said, as it being a good grandson that I always am, I said, sure, Grandma, I'll go burn your trash. Exactly. I got more. She had all, all these bags. She'd like save like weeks of trash. <laughs> Just so you could burn it. My I grandson burn loves it. to burn my trash. Yeah. Yeah, wow, so this not- trash smells like skunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of feeling funny. There's some rotten eggs in this one. Oh, you're right. We got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got you now. Skunks. Yeah. I was bringing it back to the skunks so <laughs> but yeah it's, it's funny how different you know because here they, they burn leaves it's like all of a sudden you're going the hell is that smell oh they're burning leaves see i'm, I'm a really i'm an anti-raking and burning leaves person because i think it's a natural process you know to cover the ground de- decompose it, yeah to decompose because like what because the leaves that rest on your grass provide warmth and shelter for the right. organisms under in the ground and so mm-hmm. when you rake them they're more likely to die off or, you know, well, not get the moisture. Uh, we we actually, we actually will rake up the, the leaves and actually put them on our beds to help protect the flowers, you know, like, mm, in the right, walls. Right. like, mm, you know, that so, makes it, sense too. Yeah. so over winter it, it decomposes, you know, all the mm. rain and the cold and it decomposes, but it provides a little bit of shelter for all the plants underneath. So right. our, we have Bermuda grass, so it goes dormant from oh, like, yeah. the, like middle of October. As soon as it starts getting cold and, to, and it's still dormant now, and what I do with the leaves, well, we don't have any trees. They've, all the trees have been cut, but we used to have all these leaves. I would just keep mowing the lawn, and it would turn it into mulch. Right. And then what I do in the forest, because I'm worried about the copper. I don't worry about the other snakes, but the copperheads I don't Heck like. yeah. Heck, yeah. So, so I blow the leaves. Hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping that all the copperheads have moved on because there's not a lot of land anymore. Did see two coyotes walking down the street the other day, though, at night. We have a camera out there. I went, oh, it's two coyotes. Nice. <laughs> Um, Are they chasing a roadrunner? I don't know, but when I, like or our cat, like cat <laughs> likes to whine, our cat likes to whine. All of a sudden, starts whining at night. Doesn't say boo all day long, but like it's probably trying to get that that uh, that skunk action. You well, know, whatever. I don't pee, that Pepe Le Pew shit. My wife has like a thousand pillows on the bed, so <laughs> we're, we're throwing pillows at it. That's what it is. I, I, said, I, go, I go. You know what? There's coyotes out there. They'll eat you. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Why is the coyote in the road and, and like, why is the coyote and, and, you know, I, I mean, just like in general, you never see all of the bad cartoons hanging out and trying to fuck each other over. Like Pepe Le Pew trying to rape the coyote as the coyote's <laughs> trying to like screw. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Look at the coyote. He's, he's not, he's not hot. I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of. Okay. Scary. Okay. Pepe Le Pew trying to screw over Sylvester. Now that's what I want to see, right? Like Sylvester's well, basically black with white. You know, come on. I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I was, I, I, it's not an, it's not an issue for me because I don't like, I, I've never liked that cartoon. I never right, thought it was, right. it was always annoying. But I think Whoopi Goldberg said today. She said, "Look, why don't they just change the way he is?" Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Yeah. Right. Just instead of going this whole thing, oh, we gotta. Throw out our right. childhood because I go. Just well, I go. Well, I never thought about that. I go, but he's he wasn't interesting to start off with. So I don't know why. Well, that's well, why and, I, and, to, I, I, and to, I'll just say like to your point and and to like rein in the the whole Zeus controversy is you know um, Richard Scary and the estate of Richard Scary has been changing and updating all of the the books uh, that Richard Scary had done from you know when he wrote them. So, you know, there's there's been edits that have made that have been made to his books for a while now. Like they used to say, you know, pretty stewardess, you know, and, uh, you know, it'd be like a female like cat that was a stewardess. And then now it's just like airline attendant, you know, so they've been updating like the vernacular of these things to to stay present with the time. Like, for instance, they always would have like just a woman in the kitchen, you know, like a woman bunny rabbit in the kitchen. 
Well, now they have like a male bunny rabbit in the kitchen with the with the woman, just to show that like both the man and the woman cook in the kitchen, right? It's not which is, just which the woman's. Which is which is fine. I, with me. Which is fine, you know, like you know, but update it, you know, so that it stays relevant, and you know, you know all, Bob's your uncle. Of all of the, uh, <laughs> that's my name, favorite British <laughs> phrase, by the way. Of all the name change things, though, that's the that because that was like in the nineties when that one. I never understood the change from Stewart or stewardess to flight attendant, because mm. Stewart only it's just an aide. That's all it means. It's like you're an aide, you know, Stewart, a male Stewart, a stewardess. Like you're an aide to something else, you know. Mm. Like that's what you called doctors back in the Civil War was a Stewart. It's like, oh, Stewart, can you help me, you know, saw this guy's leg off? You know, it's like, that's that's what it is. And so I never understood that. I was like, it's just, I think it's, to- I think it's just probably because like the common, the common, you know, thought, just like, you know, we've always talked about like mailman, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's, it's that term. No, that's just no always, carrier. That, that's always associated with it as opposed to giving a general non-gender, you know, term to it. So probably like stewardess. Like, like, like congressman, now I just say asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it just that, doesn't matter. That right? them all, yeah. Yeah, you know, just like lumping them all together. But yeah, I think I think it probably has more to do with just like the common vernacular that was associated with with the person that was on the, you know, the flight. I, I, can't, so. I can't remember what I was going to say, but it was on the leftovers. I was saying something. I went, I started to say it. I go, wait, I can't say that anymore. Yeah, it was something I went, oh, wait, I can't say that anymore. Um, But I mean, there's like there's certain job professions, though, that are always just gender associated. And and it's not it's not correct. It's not right. Like, why is it that at an elementary level, you know, for teachers, it's always a woman, Mm. you know, and then the the idea of the male. But but, you know, a male professor, you know, is more, you know, like a thing, you know, or for instance, nurses. You know, my, my best friend since high school is a nurse practitioner, the highest level you can go with nursing, you know, but that idea or that, uh, that concept of the male nurse, you know, um, which was like highlighted in, uh, the, meet, uh, meet the Valkers, uh, exactly the meet yeah. the Valkers, you know, yeah. made fun of, yeah. you know, it's just that idea that like this thing is like put down as though it's lesser than, you know, but the, in reality though, you know, and when, when my best friend was going into the, the field, you know, it's like, yeah, they they need both. They need you know both genders in this field. It's not it's not just a one or the other. You know, it's I had not- a nurse, nurse practitioner save my life with the blood clot. She, like she literally, without her, I who knows. And hey, they have a lot better bedside manner. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So, what I started oh. saying, <laughs> maybe not, <laughs> maybe not. When I started, I wasn't wearing jeans. That's for sure. Oh, but was you wearing scrubs? Yeah, I was wearing shorts. Oh, wearing okay, snap off. Uh, <laughs> what uh, I started saying, it was like uh, you know, going back to Pepe Le Pew is like you know uh, Miss Piggy's next because I mean think about how uh, abusive she is to Kermit. Like uh, from a spousal point of view, she's always beating Kermit. She's always yelling at Kermit. You know, it's like you could easily make that argument that she's just, you know, is just as bad for that kind well, of, I mean, I, 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 I'm waiting for them to go after the presidents of the United States because well, you know, most, they, they do that all the time, but yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying eventually it's going to, it's going to boil over and they're going to say, okay, we need to get Washington off the $1 bill. We need to get, you know, Jefferson can't be on anything. And well, the, I, the list I, goes on and on. I mean, because they were all, well, when they when they started when they started when they started saying like you know like oh we should replace Jackson with Harriet Tubman on the twenty, I was like well just do it for all of them like to me I see no problem with just rotating significant people throughout American history. Yeah, I, 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 have no, I, have, I have no issue. Yeah. There's no there's no there's no law that says we had to have a president on our money. You know it's just like put whatever you want on it. You could put. Sure, a, I'm, I'm saying like the Washington Monument, the yeah the Jefferson Memorial, Jefferson Monument. I mean. You know, even Lincoln was it was. You know, I mean, well, sure. Every, I mean, every, yeah. every single every single president we yeah. ever had is controversial. Right. It doesn't matter how much you love them. Someone's going to make the argument against them. Right. Because uh, uh, like William, William McKinney. <laughs> or, or Harrison. Yeah, Harrison or somebody. Harrison. Yeah, Harrison. Well, you Harrison. know, he shouldn't have been getting the fucking flu. That's for one. Yeah. yeah. So. Shouldn't have given that long speech. What an asshole. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. And then walking in the cold. It's it's cold out here, asshole. Mm. Yeah, well, that's what you get. Hoosier. I mean, just like you know, like I said, like my favorite president is Truman. I love Truman, um, but even he's controversial. It's so know? weird. I mean, my dad, like hardcore Republican, hates Truman, and then so I so. love Truman. 
Yeah. Benny, yeah. I, I watch. I watch. I used to like Truman. Then I watched a lot, especially with the the whole bomb and everything. It's just like, yeah. He, nah. Well, I mean, to me, the bomb was the right choice. It's, it's a debate. It's a debatable thing, you know, because you, there's some people that say he just dropped it to scare the Russians. There's some people that say, you know, it's to save. Uh, that's, that's, that's what. That's what because he did drop it. That's what. Most yeah, I mean, there, but, you know, but like, to because me, there, were, there was no. The Japanese were done. Yeah, they were, but they were never going to surrender because they were so afraid that we were going to, uh, you know, replace the emperor, which is one of our conditions. You know, is that like mm-hmm. okay, you can stay in power, but we're still going to have military occupation of Japan. I don't know. It, it, it takes know? a lot. It takes a lot of balls to say, okay, I'm going to obliterate a hundred and how many people was it? A hundred and. But you have to realize at the time, though, he didn't really know what it was. I mean, he did. He understood that it could do, but like he'd already firebombed Dresden, which killed just as many. You know, like yeah. in, in a way worse way. But this, uh, so, this one is like, it's like, okay, uh, I, I, me personally, that's why I couldn't be president. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you I, always I, I, have I, tough decisions. You know, it's like, to me, aside from the atomic bomb, the most controversial decision that Truman made was the recognition of Israel. Because, you know, you have a whole Middle East that's in kind of turmoil at the time and to allow people to come in who really don't have a claim to the land and then just say like, oh, well, they bought up all this land. We're just going to make them a country now. Think about how many years past that it's caused so much problems, you know, for people. You know, I'm not saying that Jews uh, don't need because they definitely needed a homeland. They have a nice rightful claim to that. But I'm just saying for the potential problems that it caused for 60, 70 years on. How, it's just how like many pro- controversial you think the problems would have been less if they didn't have all that oil? Yeah, that's you're probably true about that. Um, I mean, Israel. I mean, there, there, there's, there's, I know, but there'd still be issues. Yeah, but I, th- I think most of the problems caused in that area is because of oil. Yeah, it's because it's money. So yeah. you're you're thinking they should have just given like you know like an actual state, you know, like well, stateship. The original the original proposal was actually to put uh, give the Jewish people fleeing Europe a homeland in South America, but they wanted it to be in their traditional land of Palestine, which actually Palestine what it was Israel and Palestine right. was created after World War One and all that. But like it's uh, you know, and so it's it's just one of those things that doesn't matter what side you take or what it's just it's it's something that's never going to get resolved because it's just it's the same as like if you know, a bunch of people from California moved into Indiana or North Carolina and said like, you know what? We bought up all this land. We're going to make our own country right here. Fuck all you people. You know, and uh, that well, happened well, in, it, it, actually that happened in Oregon and Washington state. So if a lot, if a lot of people, moved I mean like Indiana, Oregon, Oregon, like they were, they were pretty upset about all of the California, you know, you know what they would call a lot of people from California moving to Indiana an improvement. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I I would on some level um, because uh, I don't know. At least they that, have a got, at least they have at least they have a teachers union with a, some balls that would actually like stand up. And you know our teachers union is at least weaker than shit. So I'm not saying that like either way is 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 the right way. But uh, the way the way we've done and opened up schools and dealt with our the teachers through this whole pandemic is just downright shitty. So. And um, well, people know. are leaving California in droves. I mean, they're just it's a it's it's the typical cycle because it gets so expensive to live there and then taxes. They yeah, it's, that's why. But even even I, even in some of the other states, uh, you know, in the Midwest yet, I mean, like we heard from Maggie, like she she actually was able to get the vac the vaccination shot and then go back to school in person. Well, um, I, I, with, I, I have a big the teachers should have been first should have been right up there with first response. Where whereas whereas in in our state they they just forced everybody back you know um they forced all of the teacher teachers back with with only certain caveats of having some 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 go online and then uh when they did finally open up the vaccine to to teachers it's just basically like a free-for-all lottery of trying to like clamor for your shot you know and i was fortunate that i i was able to get signed up and i was able to get mine i will say this much I wanted to mention it on the first part, but you know, I got the, I got the J and J cause I like Jane Jack, you know? <laughs> so I was, no, it was just by accident that I actually, that I actually got signed up for that. Um, one great thing about it was that it was just one shot, one and done. So that kind of felt great. Um, but the, uh, and the first, the first day, nothing. Like I was like, Oh, I'm fine. Like I didn't feel anything really. About 23 hours in, it was, a, it was almost it was almost a full 24 hours, but it was it was just slightly under. 
because I got my shot at 6.30. The next day, about 5 o'clock, 4.30, I was just like, I just didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I just like, it was starting to feel kind of like that, that achy, sicky feeling where you're just like, you don't want to be touched, you know? And I felt like I was like going to have a fever, but I didn't. He said, Peppy, get away from me. Peppy. I didn't have it. I didn't have a fever. I didn't have a headache. I didn't throw up. I didn't have any other reactions. The biggest reaction was that I just didn't, I just felt icky. I felt kind of like, ugh. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my wife that night, she had fixed like, really great like fillets um and oh she picked the wrong night to make terrible salmon oh no 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 like like a place <laughs> no, steak i'm saying yeah, if yeah. she would have had terrible salmon then you would have you know yeah yeah you would have noticed yeah, it was delicious great. except for the fact that i was like feeling ill and at least oh, so you can still taste it okay that's good uh, yeah Wait, no no i could still hey. taste it like i could i could taste I everything you didn't, so. didn't eat me she that's has right she yeah. she has been feeding me meat so that I will regrow the bone. She is she is so she has what's, made what's me. What's the logic there? What's she the logic is, there? Couldn't she just give you milk? Because like there's more. Well, there's not much protein, you know, in beef. So like I mean, compared to like black beans or something. Well, like, she's been making the, me chicken noodle soup soup with with uh, bone broth. Oh, that's, um, yeah, yeah. And and then um, and the the steak fillets was to to just provide me some extra protein. So yeah, I, I was like so. steak. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've kind of broken a, a bit of uh, our vegetarianism. Um, but I mean, I mean, you might as well go all out now if you're doing it and just get something. You know. Well, but see, here's the thing: because I haven't eaten meat uh, on a regular basis, like I can actually only have a little bit because right. if I have too much of it, it just wrecks my stomach. So, um, anyway, uh, so you should, you should, you should try pho. So so last night, so last night didn't feel, feel, feel great. Woke up this morning though. I had a, I went to bed early about nine 30, woke up this morning, felt just same as always, like nothing, nothing going. So it only lasted for a very short time, but, uh, and I've also heard for those that have gotten the two shot deal is that when you get the second shot, it's usually in that second day that you're going to feel some kind of side effect of, of illness. I'm ready for the shot. The first shot you, you brings you up to like 65% immunity, mm-hmm. but it's it's a lesser amount. So, you know, it's just enough to yeah. give you like a little bit. The second shot uh, brings you up to 95% immunity, but it's like double the dose of the first shot. So that's why those people feel bad. And, and, when, and when we were talking about immunity, it's, it's basically the effectiveness of not having, not having the extreme reactions to COVID. So if you get COVID, you're not going to come down with like the extreme mm-hmm. uh, coughing or, or you're not going to have any of the extreme effects. The J and J like works something similar that way where like, with when you first get it, you're at somewhere in that 60 range, but then by a month later of having it, you're up to 90%. And what the clinical trials have said is that a hundred percent not dying from it, which I'm great with that. So if I'm not going to die from I, it, I mean, was I, uh, it, was it because like the, the injection was all the antiman, antimantium, you know, that goes into your bones. So now you're basically, you know, Wolverine. And so you've got like all the metal throughout your bones. That's probably why you weren't feeling well, just the adjustment period. Well, you know, I do, I do have this titanium plate. I thought you were going to go with Magneto and titanium, man. Cause that's, that's, that's what true. I've been thinking about. You Wings, know, I love that song. Yeah. And the Crimson Dynamo. Well, so that, I, I, you know, every time I've seen Paul in concert, I always want him to play that song and he never does. Uh, and you, you would think with Paul, all. You got a first name basis with him. When you think Paul, who do you think of other than Paul Simon? Uh, RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shit. Like so, yeah. Because in the the best one, Paul Revere. The best one is actually the live version from '76. I like that one better than the studio oh, version of that. I'll song. check it. I'll check it uh, tomorrow. Um, I because you haven't had the shot yet, have you, Nick? No. Do you kind you kind of you kind of hope that they if there is a side effect if there's something that's long term effect that's going to hurt it they find out like within the next month that's that's why I'm I'm in a, I'm in a wait and see mode yeah I mean I, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna whenever I have a chance I'm gonna take it but I was like a, I'm probably a month away I'm like yeah. well I wouldn't mind if like if there is something wrong with it if like a month from now they go you we gotta to, stop giving it to people I go okay you have to understand about me though is that one I don't trust the government and then two. I got diabetes <laughs> from taking a steroid shot. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like, 
I don't want to take another shot. And next thing I know, like I'm even worse off than you know, so I'm like, that's just, my, that's just how I my feel. wife knows someone that's very religious, I guess, extremely religious. And I guess in the code of this, the, you know, the numbers has six, six, six in it. Yeah. <laughs> so she's not going to, her and her husband will not take the shot because it has six, six, six in it. I go, I, I have no idea what code they're talking about. And by the way, I, I, I have no idea. I, I but that they she says she goes they're absolutely serious. She her and her husband are not going to take the shot because that's six. That six, number six. that number was seen in a dream, and you know, and dreams are often in reverse. So really, it's nine nine nine, which is no no no. But uh, I I just was like going, I go well, that just bumps me up on the list, I guess. Yeah, because I, I guess she's older. She could have already they could have already had this shot. Yeah. I go, I don't. I just. I'll that's take it. I'll take it eventually, but I'm for, not getting hurt for for uh, my work situation. Uh, you know, my 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 boss Cliff, who I work with, I was I was so thankful he got signed up. So basically, we both have been vaccinated, and it and it makes for a really great work situation now because we can we don't have to be masked up when we're working around each other now, and we can actually like take the mask down and just breathe a little bit easier at work. Obviously, we're putting it on when when customers come in the store and and still. So, you know, um, masking up, but just to have a little bit of sense of relief, you know, especially with him, um, you know, being more of an ex smoker than I am. I mean, I, I only smoked for eight years. He, he smoked for probably over 30. So, you know, having, having somebody that, that is, is, and, and to your point, Nick, I mean, uh, you know, uh, and I've talked to you about my, my best friend, um, the nurse practitioner who's also a Beatles fan, <laughs> uh, you know, his youngest daughter, who's, I want to say three, you know, she was born with diabetes, you know, and then he's got an older daughter who's probably about seven, eight, I want to say, you know, and, and, uh, they're in California where it's basically like either you go back in person or you stay, you stay online, you know, there's no in between. And, you know, they're really in a conundrum because they, they're, they're not wanting their, their youngest to be affected by this. You know, they don't want her to have like long-term effects, you know, and it's, it's a hard scenario for anybody out there to navigate, you know, like getting the COVID shot. When do you get it? You know, what's best for you? What, you know, and, um, you know, and and, you said it was rushed. It was rushed. It's rushed. It's, It's experimental. It's, um, it's based off of a, it's not based off on a sample of the virus. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a grown virus. It's like, you know, so that's, I mean, it's, it's little things like that that worry me and, you know, exactly the long-term effects you don't know. And so that's, that's why I'm kind of in this wait and see mode. Cause like I, I, was, read, I read a story today about a woman who was 38, who got the shot and she died. Utah, right? Yeah. Utah. Yeah. She died a few days later. And so, you know, she's perfectly a healthy person. So it's like, you know, and, it's well, things with the Congress, you can't sue, you can't sue companies, you know, for making a vaccine that kills you. So it's like, well, now her kids are shit out of luck, you know? So it's, well, just, I was, I, but I've been reading things too, that these people have had, it's, they've had COVID symptoms for a year. Hmm. Uh, one guy was saying, I, he goes, I just want to die. Hmm. He, goes, hmm. I, he goes, I felt mis. So it's like, well, I don't want yeah. that either. So it's right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I at least feel like there's, there's a bit more science behind, you know, and, and I'm going to put it's my faith six, in science. That's 666 number though. It's, I'm it's not putting, <laughs> I'm not putting faith in 666, 666. I don't like Siths either. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's too sissy. So I'll take it eventually. Cause I'm just kind of in a wait and see mode right now. I didn't and, say that uh, Chris's love child did. Cause I, cause I, I'm, I'm assuming once we really get back to normal that like, you know, Delta or United or whatever, is going to be like, Oh, like you have to be vaccinated in order right. to fly. And then once that happens, I'm like, okay, I'll get it. You know, but right. like, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just kind of seeing. Even, that. even, even the, the nurse practitioner who, who gave me my shot, she was just like, Oh, and she also said like the, the J and J will hurt a little bit more than the, the other one because mm-hmm. the, the, the Pfizer or the Moderna, you're only getting a very, very small amount. Right. You know, where they're actually giving you a larger dose with uh, the Johnson and Johnson. So mm-hmm. um, but she she was just like, OK, you know, like I got my vaccination card. And she's like, OK, keep this because probably in the future you're going to need this for travel. You know, yeah. so take a photograph of it and make sure you have a record of it. And uh, yeah, I have a, so. 
I'm amazed, like, especially because I travel a lot. Like I used to. Uh, and I don't ever say my, my passport. I have a little yellow card that has every single vaccine I've ever had in it. You know, hmm. you just go to whoever, you know, Department of Health and they can look up your records and then they'll sign it all. Like, oh, like, yeah, he had uh, hepatitis A, he had hepatitis B, he had smallpox, he had this, you know, like, and it's all yeah, written. Syphilis, yeah, gyanorrhea. Got the clap. Yeah. Uh, Polio. Yeah. And, and yeah, magically and cured from. Um... Yeah. Got that third testicle removed. Yeah. He's, he's good. Did you get that fourth nipple removed, though. That's the, uh... <laughs> the fourth one. Wow. The fourth one. Wow. So you could feed some cats with that. Yeah. yeah. I um, news, Greg. We hey, are, Greg. We, we are approaching our, our hour mark. We're a little bit beyond it. So we should. We should and probably... I apologize. I'm falling asleep as we sit here. Oh, really? Yeah, well, it's, it's probably a good thing because, you know, Matt are gonna, and I are going to have another bonus episode after this where we talk nothing about all about Legos and Star Wars. Oh, Legos uh, and Star Wars. Nothing non, nonstop. Hey, can, so. you, can you start now? Because I could really use to sleep. <laughs> I don't know if I can make it that long. Uh, I need my, my shoulder rest. But that, that's what she said. I appreciate everybody for joining us. And, um, you know, not we probably that, lost Randy a while ago. Not that, not that we need to thank the patrons, but they do make this bonus show possible. We don't have any commercials for you, but uh, again, <laughs> thanks to ta Tax Sexy Back, Fast Times at Richter High, uh, <laughs> Credence Edwater Revival, Maggie Memory Lane. If you don't remember that first episode where Chris talked about all of his memories, Blue Jean Joanne, she's forever in them, and Greg's getting vaccinated. Congratulations, congratulations, vet Greg. Please don't listen to what the other two people said. I'm sure you'll be fine, and you won't turn into a lizard person with 5G. But if you do, I, I, no, join I'm me saying, on I, the hey, Ethernet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said take it. Take the shot. <laughs> oh, gills. Yeah, you'll be able to breathe under water, which is helpful when the sea waters rise. Well, and he lives in oh, Florida. It's only for fresh water, though. Just oh, shit. Gills, uh, so. Well, at least uh, I'm close to the Great Lakes. Thanks for everybody that did join us in the live chat. Wants to breathe that in. If you're <laughs> still with us, if you're still awake, um, always fun uh, talking to to Nick and Jack without Chris. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I hope he's okay. So, see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Awesome way go, and goodbye.